0: Welcome to the movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of the movement, Shannon D. Hughes.
1: Oh my goodness, 266 days left in 2019, and if you have not started any movements, you will after today's show. It's a very special show for me personally and my guest. I am your host, Shannon D. Hughes, and you are now part of the movement, which can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific here on Voice America and the Influencers Channel. I would like to give out the toll-free number, 866-472-5795. International is 001-480-398-1405. If you want to leave thoughts, comments for the show, uh, Shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com is the email address. I kind of want to get into this right away. I don't know if some of y'all may know, April 11th of last year was the first episode of The Movement. And uh, I was very nervous about this show, very excited about this show. Forbes Riley was my first guest. And we have plugged through for a year, and it has been one of the greatest blessings of my life. But the reason that I got this show is the woman that is on here today. Um, she has been busy. She she's travels everywhere, and to have her on the show today means a lot to me um she is an international speaker published author tv host on wbtv co-owner of the influencers channel here on voice america She's the founder of the speakers coalition which i am a part of as well happily that is she was awarded icon coach of the year uh humanitarian of the year from wind international film festival and the most influential person by les brown and Roger salam for her sp- her work in the speaker world I don't know what this woman doesn't do, but she has a show called The Spotlight, which is on Voice America on every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, which I happen to be a part of yesterday, which was exciting as anything I could say. But I'm actually going to bring her in because I want us to have a conversation, even though this is an interview format. I love this woman more than she knows. Allison H. Larson, welcome to the movement. How are you, sweetie? Thank you so much, Tana.
2: I'm doing great. It's such an honor to be here on your show today. It was so fun to have you on my show yesterday. Now I'm on your show as your guest today and I'm just really honored. It's been great to see you just explode on the scene over the past year here. And um and I I have to say, Shannon, you are an amazing radio show host of just listening to you and and you have that uh, perfect voice for radio. Of course you you could you also have the face for T V too. I'm not saying you, you have the face for radio, but you definitely have the voice for it.
1: <laughs> if, you had said, if you had said I had a face for radio, I was not going to disagree, but uh, thank you for all the comments. I am <laughs> blushing enormously. So before we get into your background and your journey, I actually want to kind of say this probably at the beginning toward the end of this show. Um, Allison and I met uh, Allison. It was two years ago this month that you and I met in Tampa Bay and i remember meeting you and and david and scott de who all have all three have been on my show have played a part in my growth as a person professionally and personally um and to meet you down there and just the outpouring of support that you have given me since day one um i don't know if how far thank yous go nowadays but it's all i got for right now but just thank you for uh just for just reaching out to me and just supporting me and in every facet of my life. Um, Allison, what people don't know is uh, she also was the publisher of my third best-selling book. Hello. Uh, I'll talk about that later in the show. But uh, you have just been a beacon of light for me. And uh, I cannot say thank you enough. So uh, just to uh, here on the one-year anniversary of this show. And us meeting and the show—it's just year after year in April, and, and my birthday is in a couple of couple of weeks, so it's almost like a, a birthday month for me celebration. So, I humbly say thank you f- from the bottom of my heart. And I don't care how corny that sounds to anybody that's listening, but thank you very much uh, for everything that you have done for me.
2: Well, you're welcome, and you know, all I do, Shannon, is um, I see the potential in other people, and that's a gift that I have, and when I met you, I saw massive amounts of potential in you, and you have not disappointed yourself in living up to that, so really, really have a huge spot in my heart for you and all you're doing, And, and as you know, my passion is to help people with good messages be able to reach the masses, so um, but you stepping up, having the radio show, publishing the book, um, doing all that you're doing, the speaking you're doing, every time I see you doing that, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like, I know it sounds weird, but I almost feel like this proud mom, you know, <laughs> like,
1: like right. I, I knew in that
2: when I have played this small part in this journey. But um, I've loved seeing everything that you've accomplished. And you know what? I think it's a huge inspiration to anybody that's thinking about getting started. And I know you talk a lot about this in your book, but You know, you you may think, and I was in a spot not so long ago, very similar to you were, a year or two ago, um, in different circumstances, but in that I didn't really know my own potential. I was a stay-at-home mom in Idaho um, four years ago and and have big dreams and aspirations to reach more people. And so it's been, been beautiful to realize my dreams and then be able to help other people like yourself realize theirs.
1: Well, you are. Uh, I just I can't say thank you enough and how impactful you've been on my life and many others. But we're gonna get to some of that a little bit later in the interview. But what I would, but we what we like to do on this show, Allison, is I like to I don't I, I talk about people's businesses, but people are my business. And since you and I. Have chatted and we've always gotten along and in and, and all that. I have never really sat and da- sat down and talked to you, so that's what I want to do for the next forty plus minutes or so. So, Allison, what I like to do is talk about Little Allison. So, Allison, tell me about mm-hmm. your youth. Tell me about where you grew up and your family life as a child. Well, thank
2: you so much. So, I grew up in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Um, you know, booming population of like 50,000 people when I grew up there. I'm the oldest of five children, so that should say a lot. of type A personality overachiever. <laughs> what else can you say about typical <laughs> oldest children? I pretty much fit the mold. Um, my dad was a newscaster, still is. He retires this year, so that was really fun. Wow. He was like a local celebrity, so every time I went anywhere with him, people always knew who he was and um, I, I think now looking back, I probably got some special treatment in school and things <laughs> because, because of my dad. But um, that was really fun. And my mom was a school teacher. She taught special education. So um, the nice thing about growing up was my dad, he worked from about 2 p.m. to about 11 p.m. And my mom worked from about 6 a.m. to about 3 p.m. So I, mm. I got to spend the mornings with my dad and every day in elementary school. I lived really close to the house. I got to walk home for lunch and eat lunch with him. So I got to spend a lot of time with my dad. And then after school, got to spend time with my mom. Of course, it kind of stunk for them because they didn't get to see each other very much. But um, I appreciated it because I got to spend a lot of time with my dad and with my mom growing up. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, typical high school uh, experience. Only I was a super overachiever, so I played basketball, ran track, was an orchestra, German club, honor society, um, what is it? National key keynote. No, it's not national keynote. now I'm thinking speaking. Anyway, whatever the the smaller Lions club group was and, and uh, youth symphony and everything you can think of. So I, I loved staying busy and I loved being with my friends growing up, and um, just had a really nice, sheltered, beautiful childhood in Idaho Falls, Idaho. And like any child, I also have my own struggles. I learned at a very young age that um, I was different from other people. I could feel things more. Uh, this mm-hmm. gift, which I didn't think of a gift then, of being super empathic or being able to feel and experience other people's emotions. And um, kind of got the message growing up that, uh, as I was told a lot of times, oh, well, you shouldn't feel scared right now. You shouldn't feel sad. You shouldn't feel... So I I got the message that I shouldn't feel, so (laughs) I kind of cut those off and um, struggled with OCD in my early teenage years and anxiety, um, but really didn't let a lot of people know because I was um, also a perfectionist. So I went on medication short-term for that, but what I've learned is that those things that were my greatest challenges in my youth, the things like OCD, anxiety, anxiety, can be my greatest gift now in my business. Uh, OCD has turned into my really ability to focus. If I obsess about the right things and put the focus on the right things, then it becomes um, allows for me to be super productive. If my focus is fear-based and on the wrong things, then it's labeled OCD. So I think as as many of us, you know, have experiences growing up where we have these things that we feel like are weaknesses or shortcomings, if we just really look at the gifts in those, we can turn them into our strengths. So I was blessed to be able to do that um, just recently, not until my early 30s, but learned how to turn those, those things into a gift.
1: Wow, Allison H. Larson is my guest here on the one-year anniversary of the movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern here on the Voice America Influencers Channel, and I'm still going to keep talking about her show as well. You can also listen to her on the spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, also here on Voice America Influencers Channel. So, Allison, let me ask you, so... Um, Brothers and sisters, what was it like? I, I'm sure you have brothers. I think you have brothers and sisters. What was it like growing up with them as well?
2: Well, so it's me, and then I have three brothers, and then a sister. So let me tell you, in my younger childhood, I'll take a couple of experiences here. Okay. One of the things that I learned at a young age was that I actually love wrestling. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my brothers and I we used to watch the, uh, the old WWF wrestling, Hulk Hogan you know, Andre the Giant, the Bushwhackers. Jimmy the Superfly Snookum actually went to my aunt's church in Utah. I remember going and visiting her church one time and sitting behind him thinking, oh my gosh, we're sitting behind Jimmy the Superfly Snookum. So when I was little, I had a huge passion for wrestling and uh, probably wouldn't take that on me now. But I used to watch that with my brothers and uh, sometimes I'd, I'd put my underwear on my head and pretend I was a wrestler and we'd jump off the couch and things like that. So that was really fun until my brother got stronger than me. And then that wasn't so funny. Uh, so then we, we quit playing wrestling, but uh, I learned I had wrestling and a passion for wrestling at a young age, um, a little bit older in life growing up. Uh, you know, my sister was the baby and I did a lot of babysitting with my family and, um, and we had foster kids growing up too. I had hundreds of fosters, brothers and sisters. And my parents started taking on when I was a teenager so I really uh, grew to have a love and passion for little children and taking care of them. And um, it changed a lot of diapers and <laughs> a lot of crying babies. And when my parents would go out of town and or go on a date and leave me in charge. Sometimes we do things like uh, jump off the plant shelf on the cushions or jump off the roof onto the trampoline, usually instigated by me. Um, So, you know, I, uh, yeah, had a lot of fun with my brothers and sisters. And uh, that was not authorized by my parents, (laughs) but we had a lot of fun.
1: I'm almost insulted that I didn't know you watch wrestling because I still watch it now. I should have did more fact-checking before I got <laughs> ready for this interview. Allison H. Larson is my guest here on the Movement here on Voice America's Influencers Channel. A- Allison, we got about five minutes until the break. So let me ask you, so talk to me a little bit about your, um, let's say, high school, college years. What was that like? Yeah, well,
2: they were very, two very different experiences, um, so, my high school years, like I said, I was super busy, involved in everything um, that you could think of under the sun. Always was wanting to be out with friends. I have this problem, Shannon, and it's, it's that I feel like I'm going to miss out on something if I don't do it. So, I usually say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I call it my superwoman syndrome. I always feel like um, for some reason that I have the inhuman ability to create more hours in the day or do more things than are humanly possible, and I still struggle with that today. <laughs> so um, I also have a delusional <laughs> amount of confidence, which um, is sometimes good and sometimes bad. But um, but that was really fun in high school. I'll, I'll give you one experience, though, in high school. One thing that I learned, I, I really learned that hard work and commitment pay off. When I was in ninth grade, I tried out for the basketball team. Now, my mom was super supportive mom. You know, she was a super mom at all of my activities growing up, but I, I really sucked at sports and I remember asking her if she would buy me basketball shoes for tryouts and she kind of looked me was like, I'm not sure you're going to make it. You know, I never heard my mom say that, so <laughs> I just, I'm gonna hold off I'm buying the shoes, but I made the team. Ninth grade year, we won the Euro game. Uh, as a sophomore, I was pretty much a bench warmer, but I worked super hard in practice and, um, before my junior year, my coach came to me and he said, "Allison, you've worked really hard this year, and right now our program's set up so we have a senior are the varsity team, and um, and then, uh, excuse me, juniors and seniors are the varsity team, and then we have a sophomore team. There's no JV team. Okay, but uh-huh. if you, I'm going to give you a choice because you worked so hard this year. We'll keep the program the same, and you can be on varsity next year as a junior, and you can bench the whole time." Or we'll change the whole program so that we have a varsity and a JV team that includes uh, sophomores and juniors and you can start as a junior. And um, mm. I said, you know, I'll be on the JV team. And I started that year and we won about half our games. The varsity won none that year. And then again, as I started varsity basketball and that was a huge accomplishment for me. I started a center at 5'10 and about 120 pounds was going up girls against girls that were, you know, 6'2, 6'3, and 200 plus pounds. But I loved every minute of it, and I remember working so hard. And um, and actually, I remember uh, that every practice we'd run ladders, and I was always the first one done. And so, my coach was also on the track team, and he said, Should try out for track. And I remember going to my first 100, and the gun sounded. and. Was dead last by like a ton. And he's like, Why weren't you running fast? I'm like, I was. Well, come to find out 10 years later at my 10 year reunion, all the girls from my basketball team said, Oh, we used to hate you at basketball because you were the only one trying. You we know, all <laughs> hold back. <laughs> so that's why my coach thought I was so fast, but I'll try. And then, Shannon, to the answer your but, but but I did learn that when you try hard, it really does pay off. And I learned hard work through basketball and the value of accomplishing something, which carried on into my life. Uh, college was very different for me. I went to one year of college before I got married. And then, so my college years were mostly married and raising kids. So um, okay. I went to Rick's College, which was a an LDS college, very strict, small school up in Rexburg, Idaho. And then um, after okay. I got married, I went to Idaho State University where I had my first child and uh, okay. graduated with a degree in German, um, of all things. So, wow. um and when I graduated, I was pregnant with my second child, and yeah, so it was really uh, an interesting experience—not your typical college years by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't party because <laughs> either I was at a strict uh, church school or I was—I was, I was uh, married and, and raising kids. So that was—it was kids in college.
1: Oh wow! We got one minute until the break, so let me ask you really quickly. When you were got married and you were had your children in college, was there? I don't think it is entered your mind, but you never know. Did you ever think about okay, maybe college isn't for me. I should just go home and just be the wife and do the kids, or did you just say, you know what, I'm gonna finish it then I'm gonna go? What 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 was going through Alice's mind?
2: You know, it's interesting that you ask that. <laughs> First of all, you know they say you can't have fully functional thoughts till you're 25, so I had all of my I got pregnant with all my kids by the time I was 25, so I think, oh, but well, I didn't really know what's going on, but um, but I really, I I was going for a degree at Idaho State University. I was going to be getting a social work degree, and I had one year left when my husband transferred schools, and I was pregnant with my second child. I just had a miscarriage, and uh, when I transferred to the school that he was going to, it was going to be three more years because they were a private school, and they wouldn't take my transcript, and I remember my Social work professor, my one professor begged me. Said, "Al, don't do this. You're the most gifted social work student we've ever seen." But in that moment, I knew I had a choice: that either I could support my husband and, um, you know, focus on being a mom, or I could I mm-hmm. could focus on my my uh, social work degree. And and I chose. I chose to focus on my children and my husband, which um, I don't regret at all. Um, you know, I'm no longer um, married to him, but um, we had beautiful mm-hmm. twenty beautiful years together. And raised four beautiful children, and um, that was part of my life path and journey that led me to where I am today.
1: I love it. And we are right up against the break. Allison H. Larson, the very tall Allison H. Larson is my guest here on the movement. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to talk about post-college life and uh, marriage and kids and all other things and how you started to transform and become the entrepreneur that you are today. We'll be right back on the one year anniversary of the movement with my very special guest and friend Allison H. Larson here on the movement right after this. Be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america
0: if your life needs some structure and direction you may need a life coach interested contact shannon at sd hughes enterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation trying to find a buyer for your home tired of paying fees and commissions need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss real market experts can help get a cash offer on your home today our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in chicago and the Chicago Land area get started now call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795 you can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Listen to the wonderful replay of my show and Allison's show, The Spotlight, on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, as well. And you can also listen to them on demand. And I would also like for you to go and purchase my best selling book, How to Find You. Uh, your motivation and create lasting momentum, the movement mastery and t- by yours truly and published by my guest today. It is available on Kindle fire for 99 cents. The hard copy will be up there pretty soon. So I've, I appreciate everybody that purchased the book and supported me and, uh, asking me Alice, will get into a little bit what she was, uh, there when I actually launched my book as well. Uh, we kind of missed each other because of our schedules, but, uh, you know, things happen, but she is still my friend and she wrote me a lovely forward in the book. And, uh, I almost thought she was talking about somebody else, but it was it was such a lovely it, And she, I could not have got this book, and without her help and David Fagan's help as well. We are back with Allison H. Lawson here on the one year anniversary of the movement. Eight six six four seven two five seven nine five is the is the number toll free number if you want to call. Or have any questions for me or my or my guest today? So Allison, so let's see. So you played sports. Got married young, uh, had kids young, got your degree, you know, all of this stuff. So now let's talk about post-college. Talk about young Mm -hmm. motherhood, being married. You're already a few years, been married and had a few kids now. Talk about that period. And coming from being a stay-at-home mom, and, uh, and 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 at some point, I'm sure there had to be some type of shift. of when Allison wanted to do more, so can you t- take us in the moving nation through that right now?
2: Yeah, you know, um, that's a really great question. As I mentioned before, Shannon, type type A, typical red, like overachiever personality. I have a lot of blue in me too. Uh, for those of you who know the color of different personalities, I, I remember a mentor saying to me one time, Allison, your greatest asset and your biggest problem is you care too much about people. Um, so that, that's proven to be true, but, um, yeah, so, so post, you know, I had all four of my kids by the time I was 26 years old. Um, so my husband didn't even graduate from college till we were pregnant with our third child. I remember waiting to tell our family that we were pregnant because he didn't have a job yet. (laughs) He was graduating from college and it was our (laughs) third child. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was an interesting situation, but you know, I, I love being a mom. That's my, my very favorite thing in the whole world. I, I you know, recently went to a Tony Robbins event. He said a lot of the times during the event, think of one thing you're really grateful for and makes you happy. And almost every moment was moments that I'd spent with my kids. And, and um, I've loved every single, every single moment of it and cherished it and was really, really blessed to be able to just really focus on them for a, a large uh, portion when they were really uh, young of their childhood. And then in my late 20s, uh, I, me and my former husband, we had just, built a house to flip. He was in construction and we were living in Boise, Idaho in 2007. And we thought we got a screening deal on this house. I mean, we built it for cost and we were just ready to go. I mean, I, and this was at a time when I was in the middle of raising my kids. I was volunteering at school. I was running preschool co-ops. And even though I wasn't an entrepreneur, I was an entrepreneur without getting paid, you know, because volunteering, Mm -hmm. running the art program at their school, you know, running church programs. And, um, really enjoyed staying busy with that. But 2007, we built this house to flip. And we knew we'd just sold a house, so we knew the mortgage was really steep, but he was making great money because construction was booming. And uh, we knew that we could stay in it for a couple of years, or at least we thought we could based on, you know, we'd just sold this house and his business was going so great. Well, then the market crashed. And his paycheck got cut to about uh-huh. half. And um, uh-huh. I remember sitting down and having the realization, okay, either if things stay the same, we're going to have to declare bankruptcy and we're closed on the house, or I go to work and do something about it. And that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And uh, so I decided in that moment that I would be an entrepreneur, created my first business, and that's how and why I got started. And I'm proud to say just sold that house Uh Last week, and it was actually a really emotional process for me because that was held so much sentimental value. I remember fighting for a year to save that house. We were one of the only ones that got the uh, home loan modifications under Obama. I think less than 6% of the country did, but it took almost a year to get that. I worked my butt off to get that. I created a business to save that house, was able to, I mean, really felt the pain, so I was able to be successful in that business, and I'm thankful for it. But I remember. You know, the feeling when I, we realized, like, we aren't going to have to declare bankruptcy. We aren't going to have to lose this house. We're going to be able to make it. And um, and so that held a, held a lot of sentimental value to me.
1: Wow. That's funny how things work out. Allison H. Larson is my guest here on the one-year anniversary of the movement. So when you said, I want to be an entrepreneur, did you know right away what you wanted to do? Or did you say, okay, so... What does that mean? What do I do? So take me through that. When you, <laughs> yeah. when you proclaimed, I, well, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur, it's easy to say that now do you know what to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a really interesting question. And what I've learned Shannon is that there's different things that drive different people. So I'm driven by, um, helping people that I love. That's just, I, I just love to help people. It's just how it is. And sometimes like my mentor said, it's a good thing. And if sometimes it's a bad thing, <laughs> Sometimes caring about people so much can be good, and sometimes it can be bad. But uh, when I was looking for a business to start, I had my youngest brother and sister were both going to school in the Boise area where I lived in Boise, Idaho, to become personal trainers. And so I thought, I'm going to start an in-home personal training business, and I'm going to employ them so they can be employed part-time and then go to school and looked into it and did all the research, got the LLC and then uh, it turned out they were both too busy. Their timing wasn't right. It didn't really work out. But I thought, I really have mm-hmm. done all this research. I feel passionate about pursuing this. So I actually found a, a lady who had recently been divorced with a couple of small children who was an amazing personal trainer who needed some um, more flexible scale- schedule, who lived by me and was looking for work. And and so it worked out great. So she, I employed her and, and then one other gentleman. And um, we started doing some in-home personal training, and then that grew to I started managing a local gym in the area. So that was great. And then mm-hmm. I, I still thought, you know, my entrepreneur brain cycle started working, and and, I created a program where I went to a local university I, after doing some research, and I said to the local university, I said, um, if teachers are healthier, they have less sick days. Teachers that have less sick days have classes with higher test scores, and if I went in and taught these exercise classes to teachers so they were healthier, would you accredit my program so teachers could get a continuing education credit for taking my program? And they said yes. So I created and developed a program where I went into local elementary schools, junior highs, and high schools and taught, you know, my trainers taught boot camps to teachers, exercise classes after school to help them uh, become healthier. And they they would then get accredited through this university. So it was really fun to play around with being an entrepreneur. And that's the business where I got to, you know, my first LLC, designing my first brochures, hiring my first people to work for me, you know, or I guess they were all independent contractors, but you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, and so right. that was a really fun experience for me. And then during that whole experience, I figured, well, I might as well get my personal training certification so I can teach. And So I, I did that as well. So that was a really um, fun and creative process for me to to have
1: in my first business. It seemed like you just had a intuition and I know we're going to bring that word up later in the show, but an intuitive, it's just something that you knew, okay, now I'm going to just move here. And you know, this show is called the movement. So you seem to always be steadily moving towards something that you felt was going to work for you, but also, help others. Am I correct in that assessment?
2: Yeah. And that's how all of my businesses have come to be every single one. So, you know, if there's anybody that is looking to move towards a business and trying to decide what they want to do, maybe they feel that feeling inside, like I'm supposed to do something more. I want to create something. I want to start something. I think the first key is to find out what really drives you. Um, You know, there's mixed feelings about this. You know, Greg Reed was just on my show yesterday. He, he, wrote a new uh-huh. book, Wealth Made Easy, and the truly wealthy people of the world said, you know, you shouldn't follow your passions because that's how a lot of people go broke. But but for me, when I was creating my businesses, um, I, I did look, I had the left brain, you have to be logical, you have to look, do the numbers make sense? Are things going to work? You have to know when to let things go. But you also, for me, I what drives me is not money, it's not um, status, it's not freedom even. What drives me is helping other people and building relationships with people. So again, you know, with my personal training business, it was in hopes that I could help my brother and sister. And when I couldn't help them, it was that single mom. And and that's what drove me as I stepped into my other business that I did uh, previous to this one and transitioned there. Again, it was driven by the, the feeling and the desire to help other people and to share life-changing information with them. And then, of course, what I'm doing today, I get to do that as well. But I find that I'm motivated by that. And I think if anybody's looking to move forward and creating something, you first have to figure out what motivates you because it's going to be hard. And there's going to be days right. that you cry in bed and don't want to get out. There's going to be huge obstacles mm, that you're yes. into if you're having this massive growth and massive movement. But your motivation has to be greater than your pain. If you're doing something um, for a reason that doesn't motivate you, and some people are motivated by money, and that's not bad. And some people are motivated by freedom to travel and, you know, go around the world, and that's not bad. But figure out whatever motivates you and then make that your driving force, because otherwise, if if you aren't passionate about it, you don't have that driving force behind it, then you're going to give up when it gets hard.
1: Uh, that is what we call in the profession a mic drop for those who are listening that is from Allison H. Larson uh, my guest here on the one year anniversary of the movement 866-472-5795 is the toll free number so so Allison has got a few things going on if my timeline is correct we got about five minutes before the break uh, so you got a few things going on let me ask you this what was the When did Allison say, okay, here's the lane I want to do, and I'm going to move forward with this no matter what? I know you just said a minute ago that sometimes you have to know that this may not be for you, and that's okay. And then some people say, okay, you know what, maybe I should stick this out a little longer because – this one does make me get out of bed you know. like we talked about earlier and the pains of being for me a solopreneur is sometimes you're like oh man I want to do this but man can I take a day off but sometimes we're not wired that way we, we are entrepreneurs are wired differently um, when did Allison say okay here's the lane I'm going to stick to and run with it so can you tell me about that uh, as we got about five minutes before the break tell me about when you decided to, to do mm-hmm. this or whatever it is and just go.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you, Shannon. Life's a beautiful evolution. And what I always tell my clients is set intentions and to be flexible. And when you're writing your life vision, when you're creating that, it's really great not to put yourself in a box and not to say, well, I'm going to be a teacher or I am a teacher. It is to say I love teaching people and I find myself in a uh, – in a position where I get to teach often. Right. So sometimes people think, well, if I like to teach, I should be a teacher. Well, no, there's so many other ways to teach. And so often we, we try and put ourselves in these box in these boxes. So to answer your question, I don't think I ever said to myself, uh, you know, until really probably months before it happened that I wanted to have my own TV show, that I wanted to have my own radio show, that I wanted to own a publishing company. These are things that, helped me reach those bigger goals of helping good people reach the masses. So I think the most important uh-huh. thing is to have an intention, but to my personal story is how that came to be. Um, after doing personal training for a while, I felt unfulfilled because it's not like it is on The Biggest Loser. You know, people just want you to uh-huh. tell you the reps and what to eat and things like that. Right. And I found myself transitioning into a more holistic field. I actually pioneered uh, – Foot zoning, online foot zoning, created the first ever foot zoning manual. Foot zonings like reflexology, only a more holistic approach. Um, also got my Reiki, uh, became a Reiki master at that time. So I got into a really holistic field. And I found myself going around the country teaching groups of mostly women how to do this foot zone. And it consisted of teaching them 95 points on the feet, that they did in a specific order. But that was only about half the class. The other half the class was teaching them life principles and empowering them um, with the tools that they needed to be able to be successful. And what I found was people would come to me so often or text me or call me, oh, you know, what I learned here saved my marriage. What I learned here inspired me to go back to church or to find God again or to, you know, I was so depressed and now I have a purpose. And after hearing these stories over and over and over again, what I realized was, the foot zoning part of it was amazing, but I was using that as a crutch to teach what I really loved, which was those life-changing mm. principles. And also, after teaching the same points in the feet for three years, quite honestly, Jim, I thought if I see another foot again in my life, it will be too soon. So <laughs> I remember having that realization and setting the intention, why not do what I love, which is the speaking and the life right. coaching. Why am I hiding behind this foot zoning anymore? So it was at that time I set that intention to find a mentor or coach to help me get to the next level. And I remember one day, and again, intention fuels intuition. So intention fuels intuition. And it's just like, you know, Alice in Wonderland and Lewis Carroll's book, she comes to a fork in the road one day and trying to decide which way to go. And the Cheshire Cat appears and he said, well, he, she said, where, which road should I take? And he said, well, where are you going? She said, I don't know. And so then it doesn't matter which road. Much like that in our life. So when I realized that this is what I want to do, I set an intention to find a mentor or coach that would help me to uh, evolve and develop in my speaking and my life coaching and my sharing of these life principles. And it was at that time I got an email. There was a mastermind going on in a town the next day, about five hours away from me um, in Utah. Um, and I lived in Idaho, uh, but I knew I needed to be there. When I got that, my intuition screamed, you've got to go. So I went and that's where I met David Fagan. You mentioned earlier I hired him and uh, mm-hmm. he's the one who helped me publish my book, get on international stages, start um, being able to mentor and coach. He's the one who I started the publishing company with and I've had many great mentors and coaches and inspirational people along the way but uh, it, you know that's when I made the, the decision to move forward and I followed my intuition. I did not hesitate and have not looked back since then.
1: Wow, and you got your time. So, see, radio hosts, we know when we're up against a break, and that's exactly what's happening right now. The very tall, lovely, and talented Allison H. Larson is my guest here on the one-year anniversary of the movement. This is the woman that got me to this show and told me about the, the contest. We'll talk about that in the last segment of the show. Um, but when we come back, you have a lot going on. You do a lot. So when we come back on the other side of the break, Allison, I want you to tell everybody about your show, your TV, your books, your magazines—all the stuff you're doing. Where you're traveling? What's coming up? Because you're always <laughs> somewhere, and get I always see you around your How children on have? social media. Uh, yeah, exactly. This should have been a two-part episode. I probably should have had you come on next week too, but <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna hit as much as possible we can in, in the last uh, part of the show. So Allison H. Larson is the guest here on the Movement, and we will finish up with the final segment of the show with Allison H. Larson here on the Movement. We'll be right back right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television?
0: Let us surprise you.
1: Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
0: Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicago Land area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795, or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at SD Enterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Change starts here.
2: Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: So if you reach medical school, you seemingly are on your way to a rewarding and successful career. But what happens when you lose that and possibly could face a 40 year prison sentence on the next episode of The Movement with yours truly? Misty Lane explains how that almost happened and also being a former Texas beauty queen. And we'll talk about her four step Cope method, which teaches you how to release toxic guilt and shame from your life. That's next week. As, I'm sorry, in two weeks on with, with Misty Lane. She will be my guest here on the Movement, and we are on in the final segment of the Movement, the the one year anniversary of the Movement, with my guest host friend. She does everything. Yes, you heard in the first two segments of the show, Allison H. Larson. So we're gonna run through this real quick because she does so many things. So Allison, I'm just gonna let you run them down. I want you to tell everybody all of what you do, talk about your show, your books, all your, just please just go ahead. I'm just going to let you run with this.
2: Thank you, Shannon. Well, it really all boils down to doing what I love to do, and that's helping people with good messages reach the masses. Four years ago when I was, you know, I I was doing my business, traveling around, doing the foot zoning, but I still labeled myself as a stay-at-home mom. That was really a a very part-time uh, job that I was doing a hobby, rather, um, even with the personal training when I worked really hard to save the house i was I was working, um, but tried to limit my time and hire those out to subcontractors. contractors. But four years ago, if you told me living in a town in Idaho of a population of less than two thousand that I would be uh, sharing and helping in an event with Colin Farrell and Les Brown and Wesley Snipes and Uh, you know, the weekend of the Academy Awards, I would have thought you were crazy if you had told me I would have my own TV show or my own radio show or my own magazine or publishing company. I wouldn't have believed you. Um, I get to surround myself with pretty incredible and amazing people now. And the reason why I say that is because if there's somebody listening, I don't want you to think that, that this is unobtainable. I didn't have some magic bullet. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I mean, my dad was you know, local newscast, which is kind of like a local celebrity, but just very, very localized. And um, and so what I, what I do now, though, is I follow my passion because I remember feeling four years ago that I had more to offer the world, and I really wanted to share that message with the world that was helping all of those people. And I felt kind of helpless. And once I hired a great mentor, and he helped me get out to the world, I went from a reach of 2,000 people a month to 2 million people a month in less than nine months. And suddenly, I felt Mm -hmm. like I was making an impact, like I was helping other people. And it was such an amazing feeling. I thought, I want other people to have this opportunity and this feeling as well. How many Allisons are out there right now? How many people that have these amazing messages that don't know how to reach the masses are there? And so that became my passion. And so everything I do is surrounding that. Uh, I'm the founder of the Speakers Coalition, and I help Uh through the Speakers Coalition. I help connect speakers with stages and stages with speakers. I also do media training because there's so many people that have really great ideas and really great messages, but they don't know how to articulate them well. Let me ask you this question, you know, or I I won't ask you because you know, Shannon, but... How many people out there feel like if people really understood what they did, they would be they would have lines of people just lining up to want to work with them, right? Right, and, um, right? And so that's what I do. I help people say and state their messages in ways that people can truly understand what they do and how they can help so they can get their ideal clients so they can get on their message across on media, on radio, on TV. Um, so that's through the Speakers Coalition. Also through the Speakers Coalition, I publish National Keynote Speakers Guide quarterly. We actually have an edition coming out tomorrow, so look for that. You can find that on SpeakersCoalition.com or IconAdvisorMagazine.com. And we feature great people on the cover, such as Les Brown, Terrell Owens. Uh, this edition I'm super excited about, we're featuring Siri Lindley, who's an amazing speaker, often speaks on Tony Robbins' UPW stages, so she's a powerhouse yes. woman. And in there I put uh, the the headshots and bios of my speaking clients and have articles written by them, and that goes out to all my speakers and my event organizers worldwide so I can help them get their message out um, through connecting them with stages, through training them to say the best things in the best ways and through the, through the magazine, the speakers, uh, the National Keynote Speaker's Guide. And then the media aspect of it is, of course, I have the TV and radio show. Both of those are interview style shows. And again, I just love to have good people on the app, good messages to share with the world and help provide them a platform to get that message out. And then if people are interested in having their own radio shows, of course, helping them connect with a Voice America like I did with you, Shannon, so that they uh-huh. can get their message out through their radio shows. I love, absolutely love, I've been able to interview some of the most amazing people from really famous people like the youngest ever um, press secretary for the White House, uh, who's appeared on CNN wow. and Larry King and is actually taking over for him, you know, to a lady that I met that's a stay-at-home mom who's making a splash on Instagram, helping women feel not guilty about taking antidepressants if they're struggling with depression. And hers was actually one of my most watched shows ever, and most listened to Mm. shows ever. So love helping people through the media. And then through the publishing company, it's similar. Books are such a great way to help people get their message out to the world. So I'm passionate about doing that, about publishing books like yours, Shannon, people that have amazing messages that maybe aren't famous and aren't going to get picked up by Simon & Schuster, can't afford to, you know, hire an agent for hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a New York Times bestseller, but have an amazing message to get out. And, and your all of my books I've published so far have got multiple bestsellers um, in multiple categories on Amazon, and um, they've gotten bestsellers in some of the main categories too, which is really important. And then through the publishing company, I also – Publish uh, Speaker House Publishing magazine. And we'll be featuring your book in the next upcoming magazine, so I'm really excited about that. Um yay, that's a magazine that goes out and just lets people know, yes, I know, celebrate about their books. So, <laughs> um, and then of course, I have amazing affiliate partners. I've connected with people that help speakers in all different kinds of ways. Because uh, you can be the best speaker in the world, but if you don't know how to monetize your message from stage, then you know, so what? So anyway, uh, and I'm I'm really excited. Is it okay if I mention an upcoming event that I have, Shannon?
1: You know you don't need my permission with that. Go right ahead.
2: <laughs> well, you know, if anything, I've, I've said, if there's a listener out there that says, hey, I want to learn more about how to be a great speaker, how to monetize my message from stage, I have an event coming up April 24th, 25th, 26th. It's an invite-only event. You have to qualify to attend. Um, but the 24th, we'll be teaching people how to articulate their message from stage. The 25th, I bring in people... Um, that can help monetize your message from stage. to teach about online courses and publishing and things like that. The third day, and this is my superpower, Shannon. I haven't even mentioned this yet. I am a super connector. I, I just was born with that gift and have been able to connect with some yes. amazing uh, celebrities, influential people in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I love to pass along that gift that I have and that blessing that I've been given to other people. So the third day, I'm bringing in people that have radio shows, that have TV shows, that have podcasts. Um, that have stages into that event and I'm going to introduce them there to the people that are attending that event. So if anybody thinks that they might qualify uh, for this event and want to attend, you can just shoot me a note. There's a a place to request an interview and leave some comments on speakerscoalition.com. Again, that's speakerscoalition.com. You can just shoot me over some comments. My team will look at that and we'll take you through the, the screening process and see if you qualify to attend that event.
1: Yeah, this should have been a two-week show. I'm telling you, that is just fantastic. Um, I'm going to ask, so you've given us so, so speakerscoalition.com, is there any other ways that they can get a hold of you and check out, or is that speakerscoalition.com the best way to get a hold of you?
2: Yeah. Well, well, for people who are interested in book publishing, it's speakerhousepublishing.com. Really excited uh, about some of the books we've published recently. Of course, yours being one of the most amazing books, Shannon. I just am so thrilled Ah, uh, when I look at your book and the final product and and the impact that it's making in the world, I'm I'm it just brings so much happiness to my heart. So um, speakerhousepublishing.com is another website. And if you want to just find out more about me and listen to my my radio show, you can go to soulintuition.com. That's s o u l intuition.com. My books by the same title, and uh, my personal brand. I teach people how to really listen to their intuition to follow their dreams.
1: That is awesome. Well, so that's SpeakersCoalition.com and then SpeakerHousePublishing.com and SoulIntuition.com. And also you can listen to Allison's wonderful show here on Voice America Influencers Channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. I think I have that right, Allison, correct?
2: You do. And Shannon, can I tell you what I'm most excited about coming up this summer? Go right ahead. My daughter's getting married
1: no, stop it. Really? Well, congratulations yeah, to you and her. My oldest wow. daughter,
2: she's getting, getting yes. married in August. So um, I, I have to mention that because I've got all these great and amazing things going on uh, with Speaker House uh, Publishing, mm-hmm. Speaker's Coalition. those are all amazing but, that, you know, I've been dreaming about this day ever since she was born. You know, my oldest daughter's getting married. So I just had to celebrate that yeah. and share that with you today.
1: Well, congratulations to her. And I chat with her quite a bit back and back and forth in the emails. That's awesome. Well, what I would like to, for you to do in two minutes, can you leave a message? You can speak from your heart however you want it, whatever message you want to say in two minutes to the movement, to the movement nation. We just like to leave a, 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 a note of positive. You, you have a gift. I would love for you to just give something positive to wherever, wherever direction you want to go for two minutes. Just leave uh, my audience a, a positive message.
2: Well, here's a positive message that I would leave is that each of us was born with a unique and divine blueprint inside of us for our own path to happiness, and so often people look outside of themselves for others to tell them what to do, but everybody's born with different passions, has different experiences, and God-given gifts and talents to share with the world, and it's what I call my PEG acronym, so... Look for those things that you're passionate about. Think about the experiences that you've been given or had in your life that have taught you lessons. Look at your God-given gifts and talents, and then the best thing you can do with your life, with your message to live up to your purpose, to fulfill that happiness, to find that divine blueprint within you, is to start sharing those things with the world in some way, shape, or form, whether it be with your children or your neighbor, or maybe it's the masses of people and you get a radio show like Shannon or you publish a book. But what it comes down to is our legacy, and when everything's said and done, and you are no longer here to share your message with the world, how will your legacy and your message live on? So find ways to, right. to pass along that legacy and that message, and, and use your passions, your experiences, and your God-given gifts to bless the lives of other people, because that's where true purpose and fulfillment is found.
1: Well, for a one-year anniversary show, it could not have gone better. I have put my heart and soul from day one on this show, um, from the day I won the contest that you advised me about until now. There was nobody else to do this show today but you. I don't care how corny this sounds to anybody. Um, I don't know what you saw me in Tampa, but I am truly humbled and blessed that you gave me an opportunity. I'm in the Speakers Coalition. You published my book. You put me in contact with dynamic people a lot of them have been on this show i have a feeling here in 2019 you and i will be seeing more of each other out there on the road as well and uh, we'll be doing some collaborations and i'm i would love to have you back on my show as well um y- your your message is just uh something that everybody needs to hear and i cannot wait for this replay to be played i could not have gotten here without you Um, Thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for all that you continue to do. Uh, They say the best best blessings are the ones you pass along to others. You continue to do that with others. You did that with me. I do not take it for granted, and um, I'm still growing. And uh, just having you as a friend and a mentor, and a coach, and uh, just everything—it's—it's—it's been a truly an honor to get to meet you uh, from a couple of years ago, and I think we're just getting started. Thank you for starting your movement, Allison, and thank you for being part of my movement today on the one-year anniversary of this show. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much, Shannon.
1: That is it. Happy one-year anniversary to the movement. Uh, thank Voice America, my producers, Tacey Trump, uh, Ryan Treasure, Jeff Spinard, and everybody at Voice America. Again, thank you to Allison H. Larson. I will see you all in two weeks. Again, if you haven't moved yet, what are you waiting for? Take care. See you, next, see you in two weeks
0: thank you for joining us for the movement your host shannon d hughes invites you to tune in again for another edition next wednesday at 11 a.m pacific time that's 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america influencers channel